a very warm welcome to you all to the first of a series of sessions that are going to be supporting you in extending and deepening mindfulness in your life and for life. I want to ask you all a question right now. How are you? How are you? And I'm guessing this is a question that you either ask or are asked pretty regularly throughout the day, throughout the week. How often do you answer it on autopilot? You might have your default go-to autopilot answer, fine, good, great, okay, busy, whatever. Maybe you answer it just in terms of what you think others want to hear from you. And a friend of mine said to me the other day, she said, I don't answer that question because it feels self-indulgent. She said, it's none of my business how I am. So let's just start by asking ourselves this question. So just inviting you to turn your awareness inwards. What's the state of your mind right now? See if you can be honest. See if you can really just connect actually with the state of your mind. Is it curious? Is it agitated? Is it tired? Is it fed up? Is it full of joy? See if you can be honest with yourself about the state of your mind just now. Maybe even look to some of the nuances, some of the subtleties. There might be a foreground state of mind and a background state of mind. And broaden out to your body. What's the state of your body just now? And see if you can actually floodlight the whole of your body. So there might be some part of your body that draws your attention more strongly. Okay, just noting that. And then floodlighting out more broadly and seeing what else is around in the body just now. Having a sense of welcoming like guests into a home. Welcoming like guests into a home, whatever's around in the body just now whatever's around in the mind just now. Great, thank you. So what you've just done there is to answer this question perhaps a little bit differently, a little bit more fully. How am I just now? Why is this important? to our well-being. This ability to notice, this ability to check in with our mind and our body, why is this important to our well-being? Of course, major contextual things shape our well-being. Whether we have enough resources for food and shelter over our heads, whether we are having to um, isolate because we um, are in the midst of a pandemic. These, of course, are major forces shaping our well-being. 
there's also pretty good evidence that we all have a set point. That we're all a little bit different. We have a set point for well-being. Some people just cruise along quite happily at a plus eight on a 10-point scale. Other people are a points a plus six. Other people are more up and down. We all have a set point. But there's this really interesting um, a, a, a psychological science approach to studying well-being, which is called, it's relatively new, it's called experience sampling. It's a methodology that basically um, uses typically smartphones to, um, to, to continually check in with people about how they're doing, what they're doing, what their state of mind is. And what this has been able to uncover is a number of really interesting things about well-being and how well-being is shaped. The first is that, yes, we may have a step by set point, but it fluctuates throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the year. For the most part, evenings and weekends, people report better well-being than during the working day. Certain activities are correlated with better well-being. Being out in the natural environment, physical activity, social connection. We know from these studies that these three variables are correlated with better well-being. Now work and the workplace is interesting. Here it depends on the work you do and the culture of the workplace. If you're enjoying meaningful work and your workplace has got a good climate, your well-being there is good. And if it's not, it's not. The other thing that this experience sampling work suggests it's not just what you're doing that's important, it's how you do it. There's really good evidence that um, the way we attend to and the way we are in our day-to-day -day activities explains as much of our well-being as what we're actually doing. Are we paying attention with a sense of friendliness? Are we daydreaming? Are we ruminating? Are we worrying? So it's not just what we're doing, it's how we're doing it that shapes our well-being. So this is pretty radical. And Richie Davidson um, goes as far as to say the following, which I actually think is quite a radical statement, that our well-being is a trainable skill. That our well-being is a trainable skill. Now, this is not to minimize. Um, that somebody who's living in a state of complete deprivation with chronic ill health and so on has got major challenges. But within those constraints, our well-being is a trainable skill. By paying attention to what we do and how we do it, we can powerfully shape our well-being. So this was the title of the session today, Henry James, Living the life you imagined. And I want to offer you two practices that are a way of training these skills in a very everyday way. So we're going to move into the first practice. This is called um, the starting the day practice. So the starting of the day practice, just take a moment to just check in with your posture. I'm looking across the screen. So just see if you can adjust your posture so it has a sense of being stable, steady, 
and present. So just letting go of the listening and everything else that's happened in the moments up to now and tuning into the body. Maybe noting the state of the body in this moment. And the mind, tuning into the state of the mind. And again, noting how things are in the mind just now. Letting go of judgment, allowing things to be exactly as they are in this moment. Coming home to the body and the mind. I invite you now to take your attention and more focally bring it to the breath, the breath in the body. And this is relatively straightforward for you to do, to find a place in the body where you can bring your awareness to the breath. That's, that's fine. And if you're feeling quite scattered or it would support you, maybe just putting your hand on your belly or on your chest so you can actually feel the movements of the breath with your hand. Riding the sensations of the breath, perhaps the hand, this breath. Of course, the breath is hardwired. Deep in the brainstem is controlling the breath. So there's nothing you can do, just get out of the way. Just let the breath breathe itself. a real sense of curiosity and interest to the point at which the breath begins with the in-breath. A real sense of intimacy, if you like, to the moment at which the breath starts to breathe itself in, the moment at which the breath starts to breathe itself out. Full duration of the outbreath.
the turning point between one breath and the next. Bringing this sense of real interest, real curiosity to the sensations of breathing. Steadying and stabilizing the attention on the sensations of breathing. Breathing in, and breathing out with a sense of steadiness and stability. Breathing in, breathing out with a sense of stability. So I'd like to invite you from this place of steadiness and stability, this place of practice, to think about the day ahead, to contemplate the day ahead. And as you think about the day ahead, what are you looking forward to? It doesn't have to be something big or grand. It can be something really small. The first cup of tea or coffee of the day. What are you looking forward to? Something small? Something large? What are you maybe worried about in the day ahead? Again, this could be something small or anything really. And is there anything in the day ahead that you, you know you tend to do on autopilot, you tend to do without really even registering that you're doing it. But maybe there's something in that that you might consider doing differently. Maybe having a shower. Maybe asking and answering that question. How are you? 
And as you think about the day ahead, just see if you can make one simple commitment about how you'd like to be, something you'd like to do in the day ahead. Keeping it simple. It might be being perhaps more present to a loved one or a colleague. Really dropping into and appreciating something you're looking forward to. Or it might be not getting tripped up by something that you know you can be a bit reactive about. Maybe it's the thing that you're worried about. Keep it really simple. Just make one positive commitment. And it's really important to do this in a positive way. So it's a sense of I will be or I intend to rather than something negative like I won't. Something really simple and just making that commitment for the day ahead. Thank you. I just want to take this practice one little bit further. All of these practices that we're going to be introducing in the next 13 weeks can be extended and deepened. And this is a way in which this practice can be extended and deepened. Just ask yourself these questions. What or who is important to me in my life? These are sort of questions, if you like, about your values. What or who is important to me in my life? What do I value? What do I know through my mindfulness practice, through my life experience, through just my reflection on my life? What do I know gives a sense of fulfillment or joy to me and to people around me? Maybe what feels meaningful to me in the world around me. See again if you can keep this simple, maybe just a little short list. This can be abstract, it can be ideas like being truthful, being kind, being effective. can be roles looking across the screen. It can be being a son or a father or a colleague. It can be a professional role, a teacher, a member of parliament, a nurse. It can be an activity, cooking, homemaking, some aspect of work. Again, keeping it simple. So the thing here is that not only are we just thinking about the day ahead, there's this active sense of potentially scheduling 
planning into the day, the week, things that feel meaningful, that'll give you a sense of joy, give you a sense of connection, effectiveness, whatever's important to you. And again, just coming back to the day ahead, is there anything that you might actually deliberately, intentionally schedule into the day? As you imagine yourself doing that, see how that resonates in the body, in the mind. bring it, making it quite concrete, quite real in your mind's eye, as you actually do that thing that you've described, how does that resonate in your body and your mind as you're actually doing it? Just coming back to the breath. sense of intentionality about the day ahead. Thank you. So we've done this as a practice. <clears throat> and of course, this is a practice that you can do at the beginning of the day, and I'd like to encourage um, trying this practice throughout the next week as a way of setting your intention for the day, the sort of starting the day practice. And I think for people who've done this for a period of time, what they begin to find is that actually this is a practice that either they can drop into the end of a formal mindfulness practice. So if somebody sits for 20 minutes or half an hour at the beginning of the day, it's a practice that can just be the last minute or two actually of a practice as you set your intentions for the day ahead. But another way this can work is to actually just informally build this into your day. There are lots of little moments in the first hour of a day where a mini version of this practice could be done. I don't know about anybody else, but right now, um, as we're in winter, getting out of bed can be a bit tricky. So a couple of minutes under the, under the duvet before you get out of bed is a place where you might do this practice. Or in the shower, or just actually sitting at the table, drinking a cup of tea and coffee in the morning and taking a moment to do this practice. So it's a practice that we've done there as a 15, 20 minute practice, but it can actually also become portable. Let's just finish the section with um, a quote from the Irish poet Seamus Heaney. The way we're living, timorous or bold, will have been our life. The tiny moments in each day, in each week, and each year. <clears throat>